Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Mac Daddy Pete Robertson. Hello. You know what I just realized? What did you realize? It's not good to go live on your podcast with nuts in your mouth. With nuts in your mouth, yeah. Yeah, so I just had a bunch of nuts, yep. and, and I thought I had them all out. Yep. But as of right now, I'm realizing that they're still there and we're starting to talk and I have to get these out of my teeth. And, well, now yeah. you know how squirrels feel. Yeah. And I, and I mean, if you hear any smacking or whatever, that's because I'm trying to clear my my uh, my mouth. Uh, sorry, guys. What kind of nuts? Like almonds? They were like the mix. They were like, you know, almonds and cashews and mixed, peanuts. Mixed and, nuts. Yeah. That could be the name for the Riot Podcast. That should be if our- it wasn't the Riot Podcast, <laughs> that would probably be it. Mixed nuts. That might work. That might work. What are you doing on my camera? We are in August, Pete. The summer is rapidly coming down. I had a, an amazing opportunity to take my family to Lake Tahoe last week. That's amazing. Um, it was so awesome. If it's if you guys have never been to, to Lake Tahoe, you need to, to get it on your calendar because it is just a spectacular place. God was showing off when he created this place it's just absolutely gorgeous do you know they have the redwood trees there and yeah and the water is just it's a special special kind of blue i guess it's it's got something to do with the way the sky and the mountains and yeah. everything reflects but and how deep it is it's like yeah. really, really one of the deepest lakes in the world i think yeah it's super super deep and it's the highest alpine lake in uh, north america yeah i learned that yeah and um, what else? It's just gorgeous. We were there and it was like 85 degrees. So it was hot. For, for and uh, being that high up too. Yeah, it was hot. But yeah, Tahoe, I have great memories. One of them uh, I had was I was there with my grandpa one time. And um, I don't know why he was up there with us, but we were, I was young. I mean, I was probably a teenager. And um, he uh, says, hey, why don't you come back home with me? I'll take you back home. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I don't remember exactly the details i just remember i got to hang out with my grandpa and we were coming from lake tahoe and i remember we went to uh something sweet peas or some sort of um irish place on the way back like and, a restaurant yeah yeah it was, it's it's popular in california i forget what it was i forget the name of it but um and i i learned this phrase for him that i've used every day of my life <clears throat> so every time a bug hits the car shield, car windshield. I always say that bug won't have the guts to do that again. That's where I learned it from. It was from Tahoe. So when I was in Tahoe, my grandpa said, when the bug hit the windshield, he goes, that bug won't have the guts to do that again. And I was like, man, so it's been with me my whole life. And it started in Tahoe. It just stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It stuck. Kind of like his guts to yeah, the like windshield. Guts stuck. But Tahoe, I can't, I don't know. How do you describe it? It's so beautiful. It's majestic. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Pictures don't do it justice. Yeah, no. You got, you have to see it. Yeah. I remember we used to go water skiing a lot there. Um, we always take the boats. Sammy was swimming in yeah. the lake. I've never gone snowing, snowboarding there. I had a friend I told you about, it. I had a friend that, that lived there and they told us stories about, they would wake up one morning because when, when it snowed there, it snowed so bad that they literally could not get out of their car, their, their door because the snow would be yeah. all the way up over the yeah. roof. Yeah. They measure snow there in feet, not inches. Yeah. So they would literally have to have a shovel inside and they would have to shovel their way, the path to get out of their door. Tunnel out of their house. And they tunnel into their house. <laughs> so 
I just, well, we're there. I mean, like I said, it was 85 degrees. It's the end of July. There's still snow everywhere. Uh, you know, the, the mountains start yeah. covered with snow. It's it's spectacular. It's so pretty, especially in the shadow areas, right? So Where pretty. the shadow yeah. areas, the north, the north side, yeah, yeah, the north side of all the peaks yeah. all still have snow. Where the sun doesn't hit. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a good for California. California had a lot of rain this year, a lot of snow. So they've been in a drought for the some lakes time. Are, the lakes are full. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Beautiful. That's well, what have you been up to? Well, I mean, speaking of travel, I've been dealing with um, the footsteps of Moses. And one of the things that Riot Podcast is going to be doing is, many of you know, footsteps of Moses in June of 2024. Ten months away, Pete. It's coming quick. But here's what's happening. We have to close close it. So now here we are. Um, we're going to close it at the end of September. So where are we in August? Yeah, August. So, early August. So we're going to close it into September. But I would say get get your deposits in sooner than later. So if you need to find out more information, go to the riotpodcast.com. Um, again, we're going to the footsteps of Moses. We'll be landing in Cairo. We'll be in the Cairo tour, following the Moses Exodus up into Mount Sinai. Um, from Mount Sinai, we'll climb Mount Sinai. We'll go exactly where he was. We'll see where, um, you know, Ezekiel had his, you know, vi uh, uh, vision of God where he, you know, he was, he was hidden from God. We'll see that part. We'll see the Moses part where the 10 commandments were. Um, and then we'll follow the Exodus up into Jordan. Are you so, going to come down the mountain in a robe where we should carry in two tablets? No, we should do that. We should get it. <laughs> I'm telling you, we got to be doing something like this. We got to have fun. Get some it. sort of pictures or something. Make memories. Yeah, we could buy it. We'll buy the, the robes in the bazaar. So when we're in Egypt, in the Cairo, <laughs> we're going to the Cairo bazaar. So we'll go and we'll buy those robes. You need like two styrofoam tablets. Yeah, that yeah. We'll, we'll get the big canes, right? And then we'll we'll have to get like these fake beards or something because Moses has a beard. But you just grow yours. No, no, big you white one. Months? No, no, big white one. No? And then we'll come down the mountain. That'd like be that. so cool. Yeah. And then we need to make our face like glow. a bright glow. Yes. Yeah. Do they have like, makeup like that? I don't know. We could go to a tanning booth. Listen, you guys, long. we're going to start praying about doing something like this. If you want to see this in real life, you got to come on the, you got on the trip. So it's, uh, I think, it, I don't remember how the price. It's in the three low th or mid 3000s. It's cheap. Um, it's like 14 days. We're going to be in um, Israel. We're going to be in Jordan. We're going to be in Egypt. Um, and all the details are on the, the riotpodcast.com. Go ahead, look at it, search, click. It'll take you to the landing page of the detailed page. Um, you can go ahead and make your deposit right there, fill it out. Um, if you have any questions, you can go ahead and call. There will be a phone number and you can get to one of our uh, specialists will be able to take care of you. So anyway, it's not a big amount either. It's like $500 to hold your spot, right? Yeah. You just got to get it. You just got to get it in because yeah. you're going to have to start making payments if that or pay it because it's, you know, it's going to. It's coming soon. It's only 10 months away. Yeah, it'll be here quick. Anyway, it's going to be an exciting trip. Can't wait. So speaking of that, so today, the title of our show is going to be Consequences of Not Listening. So what better way- What'd you say? Consequences to not listening, right? But I probably said it funny. Anyway, what better No, I just way, wasn't listening. So what I'm thinking is, well, we're going to be following the footsteps of Moses and know where we're going to be ending. So once we go into Jordan, before we go into Israel- we're going to be stopping right there at Mount Nebo. Mount Nebo is right before he gets into Israel is where Moses died. And that's where he got to see oh, the promised where, land. That's where God showed him the promised land yeah. and said, here it is, but yeah. you can't go. Yeah. Na -na 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 -boo -boo. yeah. So today we're going to talk about 
what are the consequences to not listening? We're going to use Moses's life. Okay. I thought that'd be kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. Because it is, there is consequences to not listening. It's a prelude to the trip. It is. And it's a big deal. And I think as, as followers of Christ should probably take note of what Moses did and not do it. And not do it. <laughs> because we don't know what promise he might be giving us. We have no idea what God is doing that we are hindering him from blessing us exceedingly. What's our promised land? That's it. We don't know. I mean, there's God wants to bless each and every one of us with ministry. He wants each and every one of us to have a purpose and to do things. But it's if we decide to do it our way or something in that realm, then we might hinder God being able to fulfill what he wants to do in our life. So there is consequences in our listening. We could be missing out on a blessing we don't even know about. That's it. So let's talk about that and see what happens. Let's pray first. All right, let's do it. All right, Lord, we just uh, we just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for our listeners. I ask you to just bless them today, Lord. That uh, as we as we kind of break down this this story about you know not uh, not listening, uh, Lord, I pray that uh, it would have a have an impact on each and every one of us, Lord. That uh, we would see what you would like to teach us through this message. So, Father, we. We just give you this time now. I ask you to just speak through uh, Pete and I as we we go through this discussion. And uh, Lord, just, uh, just pray for our listeners. We love you. We thank you. Look forward about with what you're about to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So here we go. Imagine right. leading a group of people through the wilderness for 40 years, Pete, yeah. only to not be allowed to reach your intended destination. Yeah, I can't imagine. And I would not want to imagine. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, right? that's a lot of time, a lot of effort, a you lot of spilt blood. Think back 40 years from, you know, right now. Yeah. And you were on a journey yeah. all that time and then didn't get to go where right. you thought you were going to go. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, talk. because that was your whole destination. This is where I'm going. And crazy. now you're not going. Crazy. All right. So this is exactly what happened to one of the Bible's greatest heroes. Everybody knows who Moses is. Yeah. Moses is hailed as the leader of the Exodus and older older people would say thank you Ben Hur right because or he Charleston was, Heston or Charleston Heston yeah Chuck yeah it was Charlton Heston in, ten, in the in Ten Commandments, Commandments. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay I mean that's it's on every they still play it every yeah. Easter right yeah um sorry so where was I yeah yeah sorry <laughs> Moses is hailed as the leader of the Exodus the one through whom God delivered his people from Egyptian slavery to Moses God entrusted the law Jesus demonstrated that Moses foreshadowed his own work as Messiah in John 3, 14, and 15. Yeah, we'll get through that a little bit today. That'll be kind of fun to yeah. unpack. So right. Moses is listed in Hebrews 11 as having great faith. Yep. He's in the in the Faith Hall of Fame, right? Yep. yep. In Deuteronomy 34, we read that God himself buries Moses. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, think about it. God's going to bury you. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. That's different. I mean, how many times did that happen? Huh. But I mean, the consequences of sin is God buried him. I don't know. Is that? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait. We just took a tangent there. All right. We're also told that since then, no prophet has risen in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face. Now that is pretty cool. Yeah. For, for no one has ever shown the mighty power or performed the awesome deeds that Moses did in the sight of all of Israel. Remember what happened after Moses saw face to face with God? Yeah. He's like glowing. He was glowing. Yeah. Yeah. They had to put a veil over his face. How cool is that? That's pretty cool. If so, you, if you want to walk around glowing, so could we as Christians glow like that? If, I, if we meet God face to face. Well, I mean, to think about it, if we're in God's presence and we're totally surrendered, and we we've removed all the hangups and addictions and things that we have in our life, where we're able to be emptied in His presence, so that God can fully be known by us. 
I would think that we would glow. I've been around people that have glowed. I've I've been around people that are like you can tell they're lit for the Lord, yeah. and you just see it in their countenance. Is God the same and, God today as He was in Moses' day? Yeah, absolutely. He's the same. Yeah. Yet Moses, for all his blessings, was not allowed to enter the promised land. Why not? Mm. Well, this is what we're going to unpack on today's show. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people immediately, you go, why not? They're going to say, well, because he didn't listen to God and he got angry and he did all that. But there's a little bit more to it than that. It's, there's a heart condition here. And whenever we take ownership of something, um, we then harden our hearts and our minds uh, in order to be able to listen to hear God. And without us even knowing it, we start living a life that's pleasing more to us than it is to pleasing God. And if it can happen to Moses, yeah. it can happen. And, it, to and it happens over time and it happens over time. And so it's, it's more, it's more than just that. So let's kind of unpack it and let's just see where God takes it. All right. In Deuteronomy 32, 51 and 52, God gives the reasons that Moses was not permitted to enter the promised land. This is because you broke faith with me in the presence of the Israelites at the waters of Meribah and Kadesh in the desert of Zin, and because you did not uphold my holiness among the Israelites. Therefore, you will see the land only from a distance. You will not enter the land I am giving the people of Israel. Could we, could we break faith with God, and can something like this happen to us today, Pete? Yeah, I mean— that's a great question because God was true to his promise. He showed Moses the promised land, but did not let him enter in. So could we break faith with God? Um, so here's what happens. I am walking uh, in fellowship with God. I'm, I'm hungry for him. I'm in surrender to him. And then something happens in my life where God gave me clear direction, clear wisdom, clear understanding. And I said, no, I'm not going to do it. I, I know I know what he said. I, I'm clear of it. And I just completely refuse it. So um, I, I, I wrote a book called Keys to Being Set Free. And in that book, one of the things that I talked about was um, there comes a time where you're going to break, if you break your... Um, relationship. So I, I used the story of a boy and, and I said, well, what if a boy stole something and he, uh, you know, he got caught and the authorities brought him to his dad and his dad says, Hey, why did you do that? What's going on? And, and, and the boy was saying, well, um, I was, I needed the money and I was, I was going to pay it back. And he's making all these excuses. And, but the boy never repented. And, and the, and the point of the story was, is the relationship between the dad and the boy the same? And the, and the answer is no, because the boy is, is living a lie. He's living his own way. He knew it was wrong. He knew he shouldn't have done it. But until he repents, he can't be restored properly to the father. Does that mean the father's going to stop loving him? No. But it, that's the same thing here. And it's, and it's what happens is we, we can distance ourselves or we can take ourselves off the path that God has intended for us, Right. It doesn't mean that God's still not going to work all things together for good. It doesn't mean that he's still not going to pour into your life and so forth. But it it can, because of our own stubbornness and our own stupidity, it can alter, you know, where God has taken us. We have no idea. But if we're completely surrendered to him and we're adjusting our life to what he is desiring, he is wanting for us, and, and then we're, we're working towards being obedient or repentant, repented immediately so that we can be in fellowship with the Lord in that way, then... 
you know, that's, that's a different story. But in, in here, what basically what happened is God had a bigger plan here. And, and in the old Testament, he was a just God and, and you don't play games with, with that. And he, he literally knew what he was doing and in the precedence. And we're going to kind of, there's more to the story here. There, we're going to kind of unpack, you know, why God probably did this and, and where did this come from? So, all right, let's move on. Okay. Yeah. So let's give some context to why God did not permit Moses to enter. The incident at the water of Meribah Kadesh is recorded in Numbers 20, in chapter 20. Nearing the end of their 40 years of wandering, the Israelites came to the desert of Zin. There was no water, and because of this, the community turned against Moses and Aaron. Moses and Aaron went to the tent of meetings and prostrated themselves before God. God told Moses and Aaron to gather the assembly and speak to the rock. Water would come forth. Moses took the staff and gathered the men. Then, seemingly in anger, Moses said to them, Listen, you rebels, we must bring water out of this rock. Then Moses struck the rock twice with his staff. Numbers 20, 10, and 11. Water came from the rock as God had promised, but God immediately told Moses and Aaron that because they failed to trust him enough to honor him as holy, they would not bring the children of Israel into the promised land. See verse 12. Yeah, so the punishment may seem harsh to us, but when we look closely at Moses's actions, we see several mistakes here. Moses obviously disobeyed a direct command from God. God had commanded Moses to speak to the rock. Instead, Moses struck the rock with his staff. Earlier, when God had brought water from a rock, he instructed Moses to strike it with a staff, Exodus 17. But God's instructions were different here. God wanted Moses to trust him, especially after they had been in such close relationship for so many years. Moses didn't need to use force. He simply needed to obey God and know that God would be true to his promise. Whenever we have a close, intimate relationship with the Lord, God, you know, I shared, I think I shared this just this morning about when, when we were going through, um, years ago, we were going through financial hardship and we were being stretched and we had savings. We had ways to use that money to be able to spend or pay things off. And I heard clearly that the Lord says, no, I don't want you to do that. I want you to trust me, not your savings. I want you to trust me. I want to provide. And safe to say, it was very difficult decision to obey that because I knew how to fix the problem right away. And and Moses said, "Hey, well, I've you know I've had this problem before. I struck it, and that's what happened." And but he didn't strike it this time out of obedience. He struck it this time out of anger. And 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 what happened was his his whole countenance was, "I'm in charge. I'm in control. I'm the holy one here. I, you guys are so mean and da 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 and all this stuff." And he took ownership. The same thing would have been my case. When God spoke to me and he shared it, I could have taken ownership of that. I could have said, God, you're not making any sense. It's not really God. I'm questioning. It's not really God. I'm not going to be obedient. And what God was trying to tell me the whole time is, I want to be your God. I want you to know that I will take care of you. I will get you through this. I will provide. This is not your efforts or your own wisdom, your own knowledge. You need to rest and trust me. Same thing with happened in here. God is basically saying, I am the Holy One of Israel. I am the one that's going to provide. It has nothing to do with you, Moses. You took ownership and made it all about you. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with me. And, and by you not listening to me and you not being obedient to this, I am, I'm upset. 
and I'm angry. And because of that, there's consequences. Hmm. That is what's happening. So that's just part of it. We'll continue to build on this, but that's, that's, yeah. Part of I mean, what you're on. saying there kind of leads into our next statement. It says, yeah. you know, Moses took the credit for bringing forth the water. He asked the people to gather at the rock and then says this, must we bring you water out of this rock? Numbers 20 verse 10. Yeah. I mean, think about it. It's, I've done this many times, so I'm not, you know, was broke, was, was Moses broken a contract? Yes, of course. But the, but the, but it are, the damage was already done. Right. Um, we live by the grace of God. Now we live by Jesus's perfection. Now where Moses was living by the law, then there's a little bit of different consequences, obvious back then towards what we have now, but this, but the same thing applies. If we are choosing to take ownership of what God's doing, <laughs> there's consequences to that. If God has clearly shared something different with you and you said, hey, I did this, or I'm, I'm the one that's in charge, <clears throat> when it was God all along, I, oh man, get out of the way because that's ugly, you know, and that's a heart condition. Moses had bitterness here. Moses, there's something built up. He was angry with the people. He was over them. He was done with it. He took ownership of all of this. He did not entrust them per se. I mean, he did because we know the story of him pleading for them to save them. But I think this is at the end of his rope here. I mean, this is they're getting ready. They're preparing to enter the promised land. They're they're probably down into Eliot area, which is, you know, the the border between Israel and uh, Jordan. And they're getting ready to head up, you know, towards the Mahdi run and towards Nebo, Mount Nebo. And so, you know, they're, they're preparing. He's probably at the end of his rope and man, he just lost it. And God's like, Moses, you know, this is a heart condition. There's something deeper here. There's something deeper here. And, um, and that's what happened. So he took credit. I mean, I can't even believe it, but I mean, it seemed to be taking credit for the miracle himself, but instead of attributing it to God, Moses did this publicly. That's the other thing. One thing to do it in private, but he declared this to everybody in public. And this is a man that's been face to face with God. This is the man that there's no doubting that God is real. He does not doubt this at all. He saw the miracles himself yep. and he did this publicly. So God could not let it go unpunished. And he expected the Israelites to understand his holiness. God is just making a point. God is holy. We don't play with a holy God. God is holy. He's outside of our understanding. And, and, and the only reason why we're even able to come into the room of God is because of Jesus and his holiness. Because the work of the cross, it's the work of Christ that we can even have a relationship with him. We are grafted in. But um, don't, don't ever mistake that he's holy. If you're going to do things and claim ownership of it that he's doing, don't ever, don't ever think that there's not consequences. Not don't, don't ever think that you're going to get away with it. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. God's perfect will will be done, and there will be consequences. You know, I was just thinking, you know, the water, they still got the water. You know, <laughs> that still happened. But I think we do this today even. You know, we're like, God tells us to do something, and we're like, okay, we'll do it, but we kind of do it in our way. And what it does, I think, is opens up a foothold for Satan. Oh, because now yes. Satan can come in and say, "Yeah, it's not that was really you. That wasn't God, yeah. you know, or that was X. It wasn't God." And it just creates. It's the oldest game in the book. I mean, isn't isn't that what Satan did in the garden? Yep. I mean, it's kind of the same. Yep. It's the same yep. light. All he's got to do is get you to just yep. compromise this little tiny yep. bit, and you give him a foothold. 
Man, that's such a good point. I mean, that's why, that's why listening to God and being obedient to God is very important. Because if you say, Lord, what did you really say? What are you actually asking of me? And then listen and hear it. And when he gives you the answer, do it. Yep. Because don't let Satan enter in at that time. Don't let him confuse you. Don't let him guide you a different direction. If God said to do something a certain way, do it that way. And, and there you go. So that's a good point. All right. I think there's more to why God didn't allow Moses into the promised land. We know that the water-giving rock is used as a symbol of Christ in 1 Corinthians 10.4. Yep, yep. The rock was struck in Exodus 17.6, like Christ was crucified once yeah. in Hebrews 7.27. Moses, speaking to the rock in Numbers 20, could have been meant as a picture of prayer. Right. But this has—say that again? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And could this have something to do with yeah. why this happened? So think about it. So possibly Jesus was struck once and he continues to provide living water to those who pray in faith to him. When Moses angrily struck the rock, he destroyed the biblical topology and in effect crucified Christ again. Ooh. So it's like um, Moses was basically saying that, hey, Jesus, you know, the what we're saying is that Jesus is the living water, right? When you come unto him, we trust him. Um, surrendered our lives to him and it has nothing to do with us. It has nothing to do with our effort that he is the living water. He is the one that refreshes us. He is the one that provides for us. He is the one that takes care of us. And in Moses's case, he's basically saying, I'm the one that's providing for you. I'm the one that's taking care of you. I'm the one that's been leading you this whole time. And, and, and he knows better. But again, it's a heart condition. Moses is bitter. There's something deeper here that he did not, he's wrestling with it. He did not surrender it to the Lord. And, 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 and again, it's something in our own life. We have to be honest. If God is speaking, if you're truly wanting to listen and hear the word of God, he's going to give you instructions. He's going to share with you his truth. We need to listen. But if there's hindering things in our life where there's bitterness and we're not confessing our sins and we're not doing the certain things to get ourselves in a position to be obedient, there's consequences. And in this case, we're just, you know, everything in the Bible is always pointing to Jesus. Yeah. So we can easily probably say that, hey, this could, we can still use this as a, an example of who Jesus is and that Moses was saying, yeah, he's the living water, but it's because of me that he's the living water. And Jesus is like, nah, God's like, yeah, it's not going to work. Nah, I'm not going to be okay with that. And he shouldn't be. He's a holy God. And so if we're going to do something on our own power and our own authority, and God's trying to use it for his glory, I mean, ser seriously, he's in the path to bring Messiah glory. And he's saying, no, I'm not going to allow that path. I'm not going to allow this topology to, you know, I'm not going to allow this to be a, a fruit. Man, every time you say living water, it reminds me of the show we did on John 4. So if you guys haven't listened to that show, go back and listen to the yeah. John 4 show. All right. The place in Exodus 17, 6, where God told Moses to strike the rock for water was called Massah, yeah, which means testing, yeah. because Israel tested God, questioning his promises, his love, and his provision. Could this be another link to Jesus being tested by God? Yeah. I mean, again, we're not, when we're saying this, it's not like we're trying to bring things out of it. We're just saying, you know, everything... In the Bible, when we, especially when we're studying the Old Testament, you, if you really look at it, it always is pointing to Jesus. Cover to cover. It's always pointing to Jesus. And so it's not like we're like, we're making this up to, you know, to, <laughs> to whatever. We're just saying, does it look like it? Yeah. 
You know, possibly. But when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness, he reminds Satan of an ancient scripture about challenging God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and he had him stand on the highest point of the temple. And then he quoted, uh, he said, if you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will command his angels concerning you and they will lift up, lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. And then Jesus answered and he says, it is written, do not put your Lord, your God to the test. Jesus, unlike the Israelites, had no interest in trying to force God's hand to prove his protection. He invokes the words of Moses in Deuteronomy chapter six. He said, (laughs) Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you, for the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God, and his anger will burst against you, and he will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not put the Lord your God to the test as you did at Massa. So are we stretching it? I don't think so. God had a plan. God knew what he was doing, and he set the precedence there, right there and then. He says, uh-uh, I'm holy. I am not playing that game. There is consequences to not listening. There is consequences to taking our own route. There's consequences to taking ownership of something God's doing. And, and God doesn't play it. But did God still get his purpose, purpose uh, his perfect will done? Of course. Did Jesus still come? Of course. Did Jesus still the living water? Of course. Is no matter how mad we mess it up, God's still going to find a way. But the, but the thing is, is why would we not want to be used by God in this way? That's why right. would we want to be uh, put in a position where we're now allowing the Lord to freely move through our lives because of our disobedience? And mm. So, all right. Good. In Deuteronomy 6, Moses reminds Israel that God is a jealous God and of the time, the, and of the time that he tested them. Unfortunately, like many of us, they did not learn from their past mistakes. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm wheezing a little bit. <laughs> so if you guys are hearing that wheezing, that's me wheezing. But this, here's the takeaway. Listen to what God wants you to do in the next season of your life. Like Moses, you may have frustrating problems that resurface. There's, there's a good chance that as you get closer to your promised land, God may switch up the plan, game plan on you. That's happened to me many times. So I don't know. I mean, I can relate to that. Even what worked in the past may not be what's best to go and moving forward. Seek God and be obedient to the new strategies he lays out for you for solving old problems. In the case with Moses, he didn't need to strike the stones and perform a physical act. He only needed to speak to the rock. It's the same for us today. Jesus did the physical work. Now, all we have to do is use our words by praying to him and using the authority he has given us command our victory. And so I always say it this way, thrive in your moment for God's glory. Learn to be content and rest in his presence and learn to adjust your life to whatever he is leading. When Jesus said, have eyes to see and ears to hear, he was telling his disciples, always be mindful of what the father is doing around you. And when you see the father at work around you, simply adjust it and be obedient. It's, it's, He does all the hard work. He's already laid out the groundwork. He is already talking to the people that you need to speak to. He's already preparing their hearts. He's already put all the pieces that are in place in front of you. You just need to follow his lead. Hmm. He has all the answers. We don't. If you get outside of his will and you start listening to your own stupid self, 
you cannot hear what the answer is to your next season of life. But if you stay focused, stay in the word, stay obedient, stay humble, walk in his presence, learn to thrive in your, in your moments for his glory and adjust your life, you're going to be okay. And that's such a good point. I think in our arrogance, we're like, and I've seen God do it this way before. So that's how he's going to do it again. And like, nope. And that it's not only is he probably not going to do it that way. He, why would he, you know, like he's already done it that way. Once he can do whatever he wants. And, and it might, and it might be a test in your own life. He might be saying, Hey, I want to see, are you really listening? <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah. I mean, why would he? The Bible says it's not that he tests us for bad, but he does test us. He tests our faith. Why do we go through persecution? Why do we go through hardships? Why do we go through circumstances? If we don't go through it, how do we know which faith we have? If we're not perseverance, if we don't have all of these things take place, how do we know? So he might allow these things to take place to test our faith, to see. And what I've learned, and I tell this to my wife, when I fall short the other day, let me just tell the story. I'm on the I'm on the line, and um, now these new laws are that we have to go by our real names um, to travel. So I used to just say Pete Robertson. You can't and I say Mac Daddy anymore. I have to now always say Mac Pete Robertson, and I can't just say Pete. <laughs> and so they won't let me fly unless I change that. So I had to call up Alaska Airlines, and I'm on hold with them, and I've said, "Hey, I need to change it to Mac Pete and all this." Anyway, safe to say, I was on the phone for two hours. They couldn't do it because there was. I had four letters that I had to change instead of three letters, which I had to change from Pete to Mac. And it was just, it was too much for them. They wanted to charge me a thousand dollars more and all this stuff. And I'm just sitting there going, Lord, I'm going to lose it. Anyways, I did lose it a little bit. Okay. My impatience was there. Right. And I have no, I don't remember why my point, why I'm doing this. Maybe you can remind me, but let me just finish the story. My impatience is there. And immediately I said in my spirit, Lord, this is not right. I am, I'm really getting spent here. And I said, I just said, God, I surrender this to you. I let it go. If this is what you want me to pay, I will pay it. And this is your money. I trust you. I just want to be available to you and, and, and so forth. And I'll let it go. Oh, I remember now. I was challenged. Okay. I could have taken control and ownership of that. I could have taken it to the next level. But what I did was I surrendered it to the Lord and I was at peace and I rested in him and I immediately felt that piece. I knew that I could have kicked in the doors and I could have taken ownership of this. But God says, I didn't create you for that. I want you to be a light to these people. And so I did. I, was a, I changed my tone. I did that. He said, oh, let me get my supervisor. The supervisor comes on and the supervisor says, let me do this. I'm going to take it up the ladders. And I'm not sure. I can't promise this, but check back in 72 hours and uh, we're going to see what we're going to do. And it, again, it wasn't my effort at that time. I surrendered to God. That then became supernatural. And, and, and that's kind of what I was saying. I was learning to adjust my life on the fly. I did not take ownership. I did not want to be Moses and strike the rock. What would have that gotten me? I said, no, I need to be obedient. I think that was my point, but I think I might've missed it. But anyways, it's a good story and it's a true story. And, and, and I think it's something that we can consider own. it pure joy. Yeah. When you face trials and tribulations, right? Yep. I think his brother said, Jesus' brother said that, I think. Yep. All right, Moses' punishment for disobedience, pride, and the misinterpretation of, or the misrepresentation of Christ's sacrifice was steep. He was barred from entering the promised land. See Numbers 20, yeah. verse 12. Yet, we do not see Moses complain about his punishment at all. Instead, he continues to faithfully lead the people and to honor God. 
So I think, I mean, it's like, you know, you're, you get caught and you're like, ah, now what do you do? Yeah. So Moses had two choices, rebel, continue in the, in his stupidity or repent and humble himself and trust God. Remember what David did when, when he got found out by Nathan that he had the affair with Bathsheba, he, he repented. And yep. then he just, he completely humbled himself. He prayed that the baby would be stored, but minute the baby was done, he was done. Right. He accepted it. Um, but David could have rebelled against that. David could have pushed against God. And David was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. I just got to accept consequences that my baby's going to die. Moses, I got to accept the consequences that all I've been working for for the last 40 years, I'm not going to be able to see. I have to accept the consequences. Same thing with our own life. Do not play the victim game. Do not act like, oh God, you're so mean and all this stuff. No, God's a holy God. And if you chose to do it your own way, there's consequences for not listening. And, and so that's, this show is a big deal, guys. I, I pray that everybody is listening to this, listen to it and really hear it because I pray the spirit of God speaks to you. Um, Moses is a very good testimony for us. Moses humbled himself. Moses says, you know what? I'm still going to be holy. I'm still going to walk faithfully before the Lord. I'm still going to do everything that I could until it's time. And, and when it's time, it says that God even blessed him. God says, I, God buried him. Yeah. How cool is that? So can you be redeemed? Yes. Can God still use you? Yes. Will God still use you? Yes. But it might not be the plan that he had for the Are there consequences for you screwing up? Yes. yes. <laughs> so all of that is true, right? All of that is true. So, but in his holiness, God is also very compassionate. He invited Moses up to Mount Nebo where he showed his beloved prophet, the promised land before his death. Deuteronomy 34, 4, and 5 records, Then the Lord said to him, This is the land I promise on an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when I said, I will give to your descendants. I have let you see it with your eyes, but you will not cross over into it. And Moses, a servant of the Lord, died where the, there in Moab, and the Lord had said, Moses' failure at the rock did not negate or break his relationship with God. God continued to use the prophet and continued to love him with tenderness. And so what a better way to end this is, is, you know, we all fall short of the glory of God. And God is, if we repent and we get back up, God's still going to work all things together for our good. Amen. And we can trust him in that. But why not be obedient today? Why not? Stop kicking against the goads, as, as Jesus told Paul. Why not surrender your life to him? Why not live humbly before him today and, and listen to what he's telling you? Why not? And if you're sitting here listening and you're saying, yeah, that's a good point. Well, you can repent right now. I mean, if, if, if God is speaking to your heart and you're saying, yeah, maybe there is, I am not listening and I want to be in God's perfect will. And I want his blessings and I want to be used by him. Well, then just repent. Say, God, I don't want to do it that way anymore. I want to be in your presence. I want to turn from my stupidity. I want to walk in obedience with you. I want to walk holy, not perfect. You're not going to be perfect, but you can, your heart can be aligned with him. And if there's bitterness and there's things in your life that's causing you to have problems, then repent of those problems, repent of those things and just turn from him. Or if you're just listening to this and says, I just don't have a relationship with God at all. Well, today you could do that. I mean, if, if that is you, all you got to do is just close your eyes, humble your heart to say, God, forgive me of my sins. I, I choose today to, 
to give my life to you. I choose to accept you into my heart as my Lord and personal Savior. I believe today that you died on the cross and rose again for my salvation. I believe that, and I, and I repent of every, and then now denounce your sins. I every repent, whatever they are, denounce them. And I want to repent of them, and I want to turn from them, and I want to wor worship you and serve you for the rest of my life. And do that in Jesus' name. And the Bible says that if you did that, if you repented and you humbled your heart and you accepted Jesus into your heart and you believe upon him, the Bible says all the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. And not only that, we're rejoicing with you. And we would love to hear from you. So, Bob, how could they get a hold of us so we can rejoice with them and help them get started yeah, on their journey of faith? Great stuff, Pete. I, the best way is honestly just go to our website, theriotpodcast.com and click on the Know God tab. We have tons of resources for you there. And then reach out to us. We would love to, you know, if you need to help finding a, a local Bible-believing church, we, we would love to help you with that. If you just have questions that you just need someone to answer, we're here for you. And you can reach, again, the website. You can go to social media and go to Facebook and comment there. Um, I would encourage you to go to our YouTube channel, click the, the subscribe button, and... Um, you know, and the bell and make sure you get alerted every time we get a new episode that comes out. So just a, there's a couple ways that you can reach out to us there. But uh, if you comment, we'll, we'll respond. We, we love hearing from our listeners. So um, Pete, another amazing yeah, show. I cannot, great. you know, I, I, I think this is going to be well-received. This has yeah. been, a, you know, kind of an eye awakening yeah. kind of moment. I mean, if Moses can mess up, yeah. I certainly can. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, it's God's grace is always sufficient. It's Amen. he's, he's so good. Amen. So love you brothers and uh, listeners. We love you. Thank you so much for uh, being part of the show today. Be blessed. Have an amazing week guys. This has been the riot podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of the riot podcast. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.